0: talking together in our studies this week about how we can have that peace of God which passes understanding we get peace with God when we trust Christ as our lord and savior in other words the war is over the battle's done we've surrendered and then daily we need to have the peace of God and that peace of God is not necessarily automatic at all it's something that happens because we are totally right with God and we keep our sins confessed up to date We need to take seriously the words of John when he said in 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he says he will remove our sins as far as the east is from the west, put them behind his back, cover them with his blood, bury them in the sea, and on and on are all the figures of speech that that describe how God takes care of our sins. But also... Forgiving others is really important. And as we do that, then that that really makes a difference. And the Bible says, and Jesus said this, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. In other words, if I don't forgive other people who've hurt me, God doesn't forgive me. Why? Because I'm not willing, I'm not willing to bring my sins to him. And, and it becomes a sin for me that somebody sinned against me. But if I won't forgive them, that becomes a sin for me. John Wesley said to a man who said, I never forgive. Then John Wesley said, I hope you never sin. Because see, he knew that unless we are willing to forgive, God will not forgive us. Why is it so difficult to forgive someone who hurts us? I, I think it's because the... The thing they've done to us is it hits deep into the fiber of our being and it makes us feel so worthless and insignificant. But you see, when we really give our lives to Christ, that's where we get our significance and our meaning, and therefore we can forgive. And also, there's a test I want to give you that kind of a threefold test that will help you decide if there's something you need to you need to ask God to forgive. First, there's the resentment test. Is there someone you resent, someone you've never let off the hook, a parent, a brother, a marriage partner, a friend, a co-worker, a teacher, someone who hurt you deeply? And back there in the back of your mind, you always feel that resentment toward them. Well, if you do, you need to forgive and bring that to God and ask him to empower you to forgive that person it's a choice that you have to make then there's the responsibility test you may be saying well if only that person my parents my wife my husband my children uh, that person would just get right and do and ask my forgiveness and everything would be great well you see they're not going to do that probably I wish they would, but they probably won't. Or even maybe you just say it's their fault that I feel this way. It's their fault that I have this unforgiveness in my heart. Well, you have to take responsibilities for your own failures and faults and for your own unwillingness to forgive. You see, we can't blame someone else for the rest of our lives for something that happened sometime in the past because it will mar us and scar us and destroy us all through the future. So take the responsibility. I'm going to take responsibility for myself before God, and I'm going to deal with everything and everyone that I need to. And then there's the reminder and reaction test. Do you find yourself maybe reacting against a person who reminds you or acts like someone in your past who hurt you? Sometimes a husband receives from his wife extreme bitterness and resentment and hate because he reminds her of her father who treated her terribly or on and on we could go to describe that you can fill it in for yourself but the big thing is if someone causes you to react then you need to get right with God about that person in your past so you can be right with that person in your present Peace is very elusive, but it's something we all can have, and God wants us to have it if we will just trust him and put our faith in him and let him have his way in our lives. So I encourage you to do that. Now let's, let's move on and talk a little bit more about peace from a different direction. Let's talk about uh, where do we begin if we really want to have peace. In the book of Hebrews, for example... Uh, The Bible, in the 13th chapter of Hebrews, and in verses 20 through 21, the writer of Hebrews talks about some of the things that we need to examine if we're going to really have peace. And let me read that to you. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good for doing his will, everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and forever. Amen. He's talking here about the God of peace and the peace that he wants us to have and how we can have it in Christ. And you see, everybody's on the quest for peace, on the hunt for peace Most of the nations of the world want peace, not war. Most people want peace in their families and peace in their business life. I remember years ago in my hometown of Little Rock, Arkansas, I was driving down the road one day, and all of a sudden I saw a street sign of a little street off to my right that grabbed my attention, Serenity Street. I thought, wow, be great to live on Serenity Street. I wonder if the people who live on Serenity Street have serenity if they really have peace. Because just because you live on Serenity Street doesn't mean a thing as far as your inner peace is concerned. And so we must have an authentic foundation if we're really going to have peace in our lives. And it's a peace that, that's really important. Jeremiah talked about how the, the prophets and priests of his day said they dressed the wounds of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, they say, when there is no peace. So we have to be serious if we really want peace. I think a bumper stinker said it all. No God, N-O, no God, dash, no, N-O, peace. But no God, K-N-O-W, dash, no, K-N-O-W, peace. If you have no God, you have no peace. But if you really know God, you can have peace. Well, where do we begin if we're going to build this foundation of peace, well, we have to begin by discovering the God of peace and what he really is and who he really is and what he really does and all the things that make him special. And we're going to really look at that and we're going to take a few minutes to do that we're going to pick it up tomorrow as we study together.